the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello. Is this on? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Pretty much still a mixed market today. You got Apple a little higher, Visa a little higher, United Healthcare, Amazon. S&P 500 is flirting with the 3300 level. Cut it out, S&P 500. Stop being such a flirt. Just do it. All-time high is within striking distance 3393. It's going to be interesting when markets take out their all-time highs. Will that be the double top? So there's a first all-time high, and then there's a second all-time high. Now, it doesn't mean it's always perfect, like straight across the board. Um, Like the NASDAQ is just having a stupendous year. But you look for double tops, and you look for double bottoms. I like double bottoms. What a double bottom means to me is you're looking at a chart. And the CEO and XYZ Corp, and they've gone from 40 to 20. And they go back up to 25, and they go back down to, to 20. That's, and then it goes back up. That's two times it's held 20. Or it can go down to 19 or go to 21, and it looks like a debut on the chart. I kind of like that because that's at a point in time where people say, well, we've had two times to sell it cheaper, and we didn't. A double top where a stock goes to an all-time, not an all-time high, just a high. A recent high it could be. So let's say your stock goes from 25 to 40, and then it goes back down to 35, and then it goes back up to 40, and then it goes back down to 35. It's showing you that no one really likes the stock at 41. That's a major oversimplification. That's like why I don't believe in doing chart analysis on this show on a regular basis. Um... So that's out there. AMD's getting a nice upgrade today. Um, having a massive, massive run up. When Intel slipped, AMD did not. There's a word that almost sounds dirty. And it's it's a mountain climbing word called clampons. And you're like, is that something I can say at work? Yes, you can say it at work. Um I know you're saying it's too close to the word tab. I know, I know. No guy likes to say it or hear it. Um, it's a joke. I'm happy with the female body. Um, AMD's had a massive run. Look, look at their stock, and you're going to go, holy shnikes. You're talking up 60%. NVIDIA is reaching a fresh record high. Uh, industry speculation suggests the company will release its next-generation video cards in September. Now, that's a rumor. If they release a video card in September, the stock will go higher. But if they do not, it's the, and that's where you get into trouble with ifs and buts. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, so what a party we'd have. 
because sometimes ifs don't happen. Uh, rumor, 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 rumor. Apple has expressed interest in purchasing TikTok. Um, okay. Again, if they do, it could drive, do a bidding war and maybe get stupid between Microsoft and Apple. Or maybe Snap comes in and says, we want them. Or Facebook or Twitter. I don't have an answer for you on that one. But the Chinese government called the United States government a rogue nation for trying to smash and grab TikTok from basically Chinese ownership. And using the ruse of it's a privacy issue. It's a security issue. I'm not going there. <laughs> like, I'm not smart enough. Um, an Apple spokesperson, for the record, has denied the, any interest in TikTok, which means nothing, right? Apple today announced an update to its 27-inch iMac. Woohoo! Um, it's let's see, six-core, eight-core, tenth-generation Intel processor, pro-level performance. FaceTime HD camera now so features 1080 resolution. I'm surprised it didn't used to feature 1080 resolution. I've got one of those Microsoft Orb cameras. It's like nine years old. That's a 1080. Uh, I don't know why I just told you that. So Apple update, not that sexy, huh? In my opinion. Ten-year treasury sitting at 52, 53 basis points, telling us the economy is about to go into the tanker. Double dip, double dip recessions are going to happen. Now, again, will it rally and will it go higher if the United States government, Congress, and the president come up with another relief package? Sure. But right now it's saying, hey, this is not looking good. That's an indicator that I've made so much money off of. An indicator that I used to laugh at and, and <laughs> tell you that I made money off of, and I did, was how mad was Saddam Hussein. I know you're saying, Saddam was saying, man, I remember that dictator. What was he all about? Oh, Iraq. That's right. So every time George Bush Sr. would get mad at Saddam Hussein for not showing us his like nuclear stockpile or nuclear factories or whatever, he'd go, Your America stinks. Death to American infidel pigs. Stock market would tank. And it was buying opportunity. I jokingly said on the day that Saddam Hussein was captured, I was like, I kind of hope someone lets him go so I can make some more money on his saber rattling. And saber rattling is my word for politics. Whether it's how Putin responds to the United States or how Germany responds to the United States or how China and the United States get along or not, it's saber rattling. And usually there's more rubble than there is bite. Usually there's more noise than there is destruction. In my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Trump administration is proposing to expand telehealth benefits permanently for Medicare beneficiaries beyond the COVID-19 public health emergency and advances access to care in rural areas. I like this story. And just because it comes from Trump's office, I'm not going to poo-poo it. I think that's good. Getting my mom to not go to a doctor and to sit in her room and get prescriptions there, that helps. Now, again, there's going to be things that doctors want to see, like her feet. She's diabetic. There's going to be things that she, you know, like, we need to take off all your clothes and it's black so we can check your, your moles. There's going to be things that don't work in telehealth. But that's a, if that's been pulled forward to be part of Medicare, Medicaid, I'm good with that. It should save some money. Will it? 
I don't know. People freak out when they get a doctor that's dialing in from Nigeria. It's like, oh, no, we can't have that. There's a PPE mask maker that's in the news. Trend tracking. Alpha Pro Tech just reported second quarter earnings per share up 46 cents, um, up 475% year over year. So they make masks. I was picking up some lumber yesterday, and um, the the retail person, one of them has the mask that's just plastic with no mouth guard. I'm like, that's not really terribly effective. I get that it's protecting her eyes, but it's not really doing much with the mouth thing. But there are, you know, uh, protection makers out there, like Alpha Protec, ticker symbol APT. Some people say, you know, it's such a tiny company with only 11 million shares. Um, it could squeeze to 24, 25, $26 pretty quickly. And again, it's tiny, but they're a play on healthcare emergency equipment. Yeah. I don't know. You're listening to Rob Black and your money home, Rob Black, talking all things financial. There's some agreement going forward with talks with the administration and Congress on the next relief bill. That could be a catalyst that moves the 10 year treasury towards 70 basis points, but at 50, it's still problematic. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Earlier in the show, I talked about companies that are going to the bond market to borrow money. You could do that for sure. Or you can go to the stock market if you're publicly traded and borrow money by giving them shares of your company. That's called a secondary offering. So a secondary is dilutive to shareholders. Dilutive means you get less of the profit. But maybe they're using the money intelligently. Or like in the case of of Boeing, we're starting to go, they're borrowing a lot of money just to stay afloat. This isn't borrowing money to come up with a new supersonic jet, we don't think. I.e. one that doesn't crash. Uh, How long is too long until I can joke about a plane crash, right? Probably a long time. We have a very dark family, my family. Um, I remember a joke at the Christmas table. Like, this had just happened. Where a plane had blown up. I want to say it was TWA, but that that doesn't sound right. But a plane had blown up over Scotland, and it was a terrorist action, and... You know, my brothers told the joke at the Christmas table, like, what did the kids in Lockerbie, Scotland get for Christmas? And the punchline was luggage. We have a dark family, which is good and bad for media, because hopefully I'm finding different ways to entertain you than typically mainstream. Alphabet's taking advantage of cheap borrowing. So remember how I said Boeing issued shares in a secondary and that bothers me a little bit, whereas uh, Virgin Galactic issued shares and that doesn't bother me much because I get that you're trying to, you know, um, grow the company in Virgin Galactic. Whereas I feel like Boeing's trying to save the company. I'm not knocking Boeing right now. But then Google, they just took advantage of cheap borrowing and they, they borrowed $10 billion in bonds. Apple did it a couple of years ago at the lowest corporate rate ever. Because when you're, you're rated by, they have a credit rating just like you do. Um, how much revenue do you have? How much cash do you have? How much debt do you have? 
Wall Street bankers looked at Apple and said, eh, we'll give you almost nothing on these. You tell us what you want. Just pay us back. We don't think you're going to make – we don't think we're going to make a lot of money on you. But then that'll give us a chance to lend money to people who are a little bit more speculative. So Google's taking advantage of cheap borrowing. And I say good for them. I'm not the biggest Google fan. I own shares of Google. I, if you put a gun to my head, I would um, – like if you were to say Apple or Google, I'd go Apple. Uh, Microsoft or Google? Microsoft. Uh, but it's still in my top 10 as far as like companies that I like or maybe top 15. But like Visa's in there too, right? So Alphabet borrowing money. They're in the news. Here's an app. Here is a great app that I think anyone who has got parents who are on medication should explain to their parents what it means. Um, I got a kid who had a learning issue and he couldn't use the word X. So he'd always say, explain it to me. But uh, GoodRx collects data on drug prices and discounts. And they're an app that I looked at a couple of years ago because I was trying to find something that I could feature. And if I do new media in 2021, dun, dun, dun. one of the things I'm going to talk about is things like apps that are great. I love Credit Karma. It tells you your credit score. I like GoodRx. It collects data on drug prices and, and discounts from neighborly stores. Um, if you're going to get Viagra, is it $5 a pill at CVS or $4 a pill at Rite Aid? I'm like, woo, let's go to Rite Aid. That's like a 20, 25% savings, depending on how many pills you're taking, right? And if you're my mom, who's on you know 10 plus medications every day for the rest of her life, cheaper medications, pay, it's interesting, it's good. So GoodRx has raised 1.5 million in funding. They're a small company. They're a small platform that's gotten big, and they don't have a lot of employees. This is the type of company I would salivate over coming public. And it looks like they may come public later in 2021. Am I telling you to buy it? No. Am I telling you I'm going to buy it? No. I'm going to wait for the red herring to come out and then the prospectus. The red herring is the marketing materials that they could start putting together which are reviewed by lawyers at the SEC to make sure that they're not filled with lies. What you don't want is a company coming public and saying, oh, we got the cure for cancer, and then they don't have the cure for cancer, and you know, half of America just gave them money. Um, so GoodRx, they're going to be interesting. I like the idea of them because they've got very few employees, and they save people money. I like the idea of telling you about it just in case you're like, man, my farm, my, my pills are so expensive this month. Someone like a good RX, I think as soon as they come public, probably about a year later, Amazon or Microsoft or someone buys them, just throwing it out there for you. And they don't have anything really proprietary. Do they? There's a new IPO out there, um, Lemonade, which makes you know, buying life insurance, uh, buying insurance cheaper in theory. Uh, so I pay attention to these stocks. I don't get too wildly excited, but I pay attention. There's a Chinese electric car maker. It's basically the Tesla of China, except for they're not the Tesla of China. They're trying to be the Tesla of China. Uh, a company called NIO, ticker symbol NIO. And a lot of people ask me about stocks and sometimes I just don't get to them. They reported July delivery numbers and figures that sent their stock flying. So maybe next stop the moon. If I were a gambling man, and I think I am a gambling man by nature, like when I quit competitive soccer, I've never played a competitive game of cards. I've never played a competitive board game like Monopoly. When I quit competitive soccer, I was done. 
I just, I, that period of my life was over. I'm not a gambling man, but if I were a gambling man, and that's what I'm saying is sports, you have to have a competitive nature. Um, I would think Neo's got some upside. So is it speculative? Yes. Would I buy a company based in China? No. I just don't do that. I try to limit the areas where I can get into trouble. And I can get in trouble. Like there was a company in the 90s that was making bicycles in China. And man, everyone on CNBC would come on and they're like, oh, this Chinese bicycle company, they're going to go to the moon because China's like they're growing their population and increasing wealth. And well, they, 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 the cities are too too uh, problematic for cars. So it's going to be bikes, 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 bikes. And I think the stock probably went up 200, 300, 400, 500 percent before it went to zero. Um, so I have some rules that I don't play with, and that's one of them. I don't get into stocks based in China. It's just not my thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Some of the headlines today are... I kind of like after six months of doing COVID headlines, I kind of want to get out of the COVID world. Um, Microsoft buying TikTok, will it happen? Will it not happen? Good questions. Um, will China step in? They're calling the United States a rogue state, which I'm telling you, not a compliment. Um. So China and the United States seem to be on a path, I'm not going to say of destruction, but it's not going well, uh, to say the least. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I said something interesting. I got a couple comments from people yesterday that they thought it was a smart comment by me, and I think I stole it from someone, to be fair. But the comment was something along the lines of, elections starting right now, Trump needs to like make moves now. So you're starting to see bills being signed on executive orders on cheaper prescriptions, trying to stop the industries from hurting us. It's going to be a crazy 90 day dash, but there's some great stories out there. Again, Thanksgiving is right after the election. So let's say when does does Halloween season start this week? (laughs) Like it has to be close. And the day after Halloween season starts, but is Halloween going to be a big event this year? Probably not. Right. Um, and then the day after Halloween starts, we get into snacks. We typically get into snacks. Um, Thanksgiving. And even before Thanksgiving, decorations are put up. Then we get into the Christmas decorations and, oh, Christmas is starting earlier this year, right? Constantly going through the scenarios like that. Yeah, I could be a little bit wrong. I think it's going to be a back half of the year fascinating run. Does COVID calm down? Uh, I heard some TV commentators say, I will never, ever, never buy. I would never have a vaccine. I'm like, okay. 
that's a back half of the year or first half of the year story next year. So when there is a vaccine, if there's a vaccine, then we're going to be dealing with people who will or won't. And then we have to deal with, uh, can you shop? I saw one of the stories yesterday on the news was uh, people who are telling other people, don't let them get your temperature checks when you go into stores. Um, I dropped my kids off at camp last week. And I'll, uh, it's weird to see everyone in masks. It's weird. That's not childhood. It's not my childhood, but it's, it's today's childhood, right? But then they're taking your temperature and people are like, no, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't let them t- take your temperature. Don't let them do it. Take two interactives up big today. Video game maker. Apple's up a little bit. Amazon's up a little bit. Visa's up. Um, major indices recovered some declines. Treasuries are rising on the long end of the curve. Um, I'm not... L- There's a couple things that seem to be working that shouldn't be working. Like they shouldn't be working together is what I'm trying to say. The 10-year treasury is too low. Too low. It's telling us something's bad with the economy, right? Boring, Rob. You've said that for a couple months now. Okay, well, the economy is kind of being put on life support by government payments. I think I'm kind of right on that one. Um, But the 10-year treasury shouldn't be as low as it is if the stock market's as high as it is. Except for the Fed came out and said, we'll keep it that low. We don't care. We want, we're want. we going to give you guys time to recover. So that's okay. I, we, I can buy into that one. But when I see gold move higher with stocks moving higher, I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Because gold's supposed to be a fear one. Like, the stock market's down 10, 20%. It could go to zero. Buy gold now. But like I said, it's not necessarily all going in the right direction. It's not all necessarily going. It's not making sense. We're going to have an end of the year push with election. We're going to have an end of year push with COVID. End of the year. Again, keep in mind, we're getting in flu season again. I think September is when I typically get my flu shower when I'm available. I don't know anything about that this year. All I I don't want to get a sick. Um, if I was 40, maybe I'd be like, eh, I'm impervious. If I'm 30, I'm definitely impervious. But yeah, once you start cracking that big 5.0, you're like a little bit more cautious, I think. So the S&P 500 is up slightly. The Dow's up um, one half of 1%. The Dow's doing great today. NASDAQ's down a little bit. Opened down, went green, went down. Russell 2000 moving. I think most of us would like to see the Russell 2000 kind of catch up to the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ as far as reclaiming some highs. I think that's out there. S&P 500 is at 3,300, big, fat, round number. It's interesting because I don't care about big, fat, round numbers, but I know many people do. I news director in television, and I once got into a kind of a, a snarky fight where he was really upset at me and I was kind of laughing at him. He's like, Dow hit 18,000 today. You should do a story on Dow 18,000. I'm like, it's just a big round number. It doesn't mean anything. Do you own the Dow? And he's like, no. I'm like, most people don't. I'd rather talk about the SP 500, the Russell 5000, the Russell 2000. There's other things that I'd rather talk about. But not the Dow. Google's $2.1 billion Fitbit deal hits a roadblock as European Union opens probe. You know, it's good to be Google, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft right now. But when we come out of COVID, I think they're going to be the biggest targets by politicians worldwide 
on we want some of their profits to pay for some of this COVID stuff or to pay for my relaxation or to pay for simulated my economy. We certainly let them stay in business during precarious times. We want a piece of their action. That's something to think about. Just again, have it on your radar in your head. 800-516-1280 calls in the air. Warren Buffett. And when he dies, I'm going to be a sad, sad man. Um, he is, it's been an ugly year for Warren Buffett on some levels. Uh, but on some other levels, it's been pretty good. His giant holding is a runaway stock, Apple. Last week's blowout profit report by Apple, up 49% this year. Put the iPhone maker within striking distance of $2 trillion market cap. Berkshire, uh, Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is a huge winner as nearly 46% of Berkshire's U.S. listed portfolio is in just one stock, Apple. Wow. Now, in the 1990s, Warren Buffett didn't own tech stocks. He said, I don't understand them. I don't understand. He grew up in a market that traded at 15 times earnings. And when things got tough, it was down to 12 times earnings. And things got great, it was up to 18. And he learned like, hey, it's best to buy when things are tough and best to sell when things are great. And he started coming up with Warren Buffettisms. But one of them was, I don't buy tech stocks. So he's up $35 billion on one tech stock called Apple. That ain't so bad for a guy who, how shall we say, doesn't buy tech stocks. And we don't know if it was him or one of his associates. Some of his other bets have been downright stinkers in the last couple of years. And that's worthy of note because when you check the leaderboard, don't just look for one. Look for the whole game. Bank of America is down 29% or $10 billion. Um, $4 billion loss in Coca-Cola this year. $5 billion loss so far in American Express. Dropping the bucket of the $36 billion Apple made. So he's kind of getting the last laugh, but he played the game wrong with his other ideas this year. But with this one, or the last two years, I, I'm not putting the time frame on it. But you get the idea. His two largest holdings are Apple, 45, almost 46% of his, his assets. And then Bank of America is 11%. Coca-Cola is 8%. American Express, 6%. Kraft Heinz is almost 5%. And he came out and he admitted a mistake with Kraft Heinz. And I, I, I wanted to kiss the man. Just on his cheek and hug him. Because he taught me something yet again. And again, he is so old. How is this old man teaching me things? Because he's the greatest there ever was. He's the goat of investing. So with Kraft Heinz, he said something genius. He goes, millennials don't really value brands. And I think that's a pretty good impression, Warren Buffett, for you. Just throwing it out there. Millennials don't value brands as much as Generation X or Baby Boomers or any other generation. And they want brands that aren't about profit. They want brands that are about social causes. I got to be careful not to say something stupid. Like if Skechers comes out and says, uh, we're going to put hashtag me too or BLM on their shoes. Would that be enough to drive millennials in droves to that brand? Or do they want something like coffee that doesn't have that's sustainable and that doesn't have pesticides in it? I don't know. And I think it depends on, I don't think it's one size fits all. And I'm like Apple stock right now. Um, 
how I got, and I sold some at three. I sold some options at three ninety. No, I sold some shares at three ninety. Um, and watching it gap from three ninety to four forty, I'm like, that's fifty points I left on the table, but I didn't. But that gap, usually when a stock gaps up, if you want to go Google something and further educate yourself today, um, a lot of stocks close the gap. So, and it's typically when a stock goes from 100 to 110 overnight, it never hit 101, 102, 103, 104. Sometime in the next year, it's probably going to go back and fill in that gap. I don't know. Just I'm chatting today. I don't think I've given great insight, but... I think I'm sharing some of the stuff I've done right and wrong. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I mean that enormously. Like, um, I've had a pretty good life. And the ride's been fun. I was on the, I was born basically overseas raised mostly overseas except for a couple spots here and there very american parents but um i was raised overseas so when i finally settled down it was kind of on the east coast and when i started my business i had this crazy idea that i wanted to reinvent wall street with a generation x mentality because i want everyone to retire and i wanted to retire that was my goal when i started in the industry i want to retire i want to make my money last longer i want it to like to grow for me and i had heard stories about this wall street thing so when I started my company, um, that was my goal. That was my intent. And 30 years later, uh, almost 30 years later, uh, 25 years later, I'm pretty pleased. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, you know, it, leaving my old company on the East Coast was a difficult thing to do. But I found radio to be just a, a love, a passion, helping people um, or giving them a second opinion. I don't want to help, you know, like. I just talked to a firefighter the other day. He doesn't need my help. He just needs a second opinion that he gives him a little more confidence so he doesn't mess it up. I think that's probably how I started in this industry at first of like, I just don't want to mess up what I have and I want to grow what I get. So I get where we're all trying to come from here. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. And I'm very appreciative of, of being able to still do this. And I've done TV. I'm still doing TV. I've got future project that I'm excited by that should probably take me in my final 10 years of my career. And when the time comes, it could be tomorrow. It could be in 10 years. I'll, I'll turn the torch over to someone younger, smarter, faster. Gladly. What I'll never do is give you advice that you don't need um, or try to be your mother. I'm not going to tell you to brush your teeth. Not my thing. Some of the largest U.S. retailers have said they're not going to open on Thanksgiving. You should brush your teeth, by the way, because it's, it's expensive when they get they rot and fall out of your mouth. Target, Walmart, and other retailers are going to close on Thanksgiving. Now, when I saw that headline, you know, the first time we talked about that last week, we're like, oh, that makes sense. There's COVID issues. There's kind of a family thing. Be cool to the employees. Give them a day off. Heck, maybe even pay them for it. So I was sitting there yesterday just that thought never got out of my head. I'm like, wait, wait, that's not the end of the story. Target, Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, Best Buy, Kohl's, not going to be open on November 26. Um, two other retailers who are typically not open on Thanksgiving are Costco and Lowe's. Historically, deal hunting and holiday shopping can mean crowded events, and this is not a year for crowds. 
And I we we tip our hats to these guys, and I I dig it. At the same time, I'm like, oh, the, some of the online retailers are going to probably pick up what they put they they drop, right? The online shopping weekend from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday this year is going to be the biggest event for e-commerce sales that we've ever seen. It's expected 51.1 billion online sales during the period. That's an 80 percent increase from the same period last year. 80 percent up year over year. Are you kidding me? That's stunning. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I had a Spanish coach growing up playing soccer, and anytime I'd make a save in the keep in the net, he'd go beautiful, beautiful. Always made me smile. But to see e-commerce this year, they're expecting that big of a jump, huh? And in large part, it has to do with a lot of the stores that we used to go to have gone bankrupt. Um, or they're going more direct to consumer. The pandemic has accelerated trends. And as an investor, you could probably go, what's going on with Apple and Microsoft and Google? And you could probably look at things like Etsy and go, oh, it's been accelerated forward. Congress had a situation where they got to grill some of the big tech executives last week. And the big tech executives all said, hey, this is what people want. They, you know, they like our services. We're not doing anything. They, we're not holding a gun to their head. We're not providing water, an essential service. Although maybe a phone is an essential service at this point in time. Um, speaking of water, I saw a water company this morning make an acquisition. And it just got me thinking one more time that don't forget to diversify your portfolio. Because we will need things like water. Um, and in this case, it's not that great of a story. It's um, a water utility buying another water utility. But how many utilities do you work with? Typically one for electricity, one for water, maybe one is electricity and gas, or they split your bills. Something's going on there. So I kind of like, I can make a case as I head towards retirement if I have enough money and I don't want to lose it, I'm okay with like a water company in my portfolio, a water utility. I don't have one right now directly. I probably have one through the S&P 500. Um, but it's not like a utility is kind of a smart thing, all things considered. It's not going to get you into too much trouble. Oh, unless it does. Like PG&E, a lot of people over own PG&E as a utility. And then forest fires started happening, and I lost electricity twice in the last month, and PG&E said, hey, you may lose it more because it's, it's fire season, buddy. Like, don't you should just charge your devices and, and make sure your refrigerator's cold because we could spark off at any point in time. Microsoft is in the news today. They're cooling from yesterday's rally. Um, they rallied on the news that they're going to pick up TikTok, maybe. And then China got involved and said no. And the United States says, we want a commission from a cut of the sale. It's messy. And I, I like the idea of Microsoft doing that. Um, it seems like it would make sense for them to get into more social. Uh, especially if they're using their share price, which is hitting an all-time high. Wait, don't you wish you could do that? When you're 23 years old, don't you wish you could cash in your capital of being young, fast, and good-looking? Um, and say, I want to I cash out now. Take Two Interactive is up huge today. They beat revenue estimates and issued quarterly upside guidance and full year guidance. Video games are roaring. 
BP cut its dividend. Now, that's one that I wish I had a little bit more time this segment to hit on. But by BP cutting their dividend, what they're telling us is oil used to always raise their dividend. Uh Uh-oh. They're not raising their dividend. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.